Welcome back to another episode of the Widow I Go From Here podcast, a podcast for anyone felt thrown into a season they were not prepared for. I am your host, Daisha Carter, and my goal is to focus on finding strength in God while walking the agonizing path of grief with the hope of discovering that Jesus is always the way. Here you will find candid talk steadied by the powerful word of God. Thanks for tuning in, and now let's listen and enjoy. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the podcast. Today, I want to talk about how do we use the Holy Spirit to our advantage when it comes to suffering. And so in episode 23, I talked a little bit about why Jesus said his leaving earth would be the best thing for us and how if he did not leave, the Holy Spirit would not have come. And in the Amplified Version in John 16, 7, it reads, but I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage that I go away. And he goes on to explain that his leaving is why we need the Holy Spirit, um, that we couldn't all have access to Jesus at the same time just because he was a man limited to time and space. But we can all have access to the same spirit at the same time, helping us live the Christian life. And so since the podcast is about being thrown into seasons that causes grief, um, I thought it would be good just for us to talk about how truly advantageous it is for us to have the Holy Spirit with us in our suffering. So in 1 Corinthians 2.12, it says, what we have received is not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, so that we may understand what God has freely given us. In verse 14, it says, the person without the spirit does not accept the things that come from the spirit of God, but considers them foolishness and cannot understand them because they are discerned only through the spirit. And so I just, you know, when I read this, I'm just like, wow, we can't even understand what it is we have in Christ, like what God has freely given us, let alone embrace our suffering and interpret it through spiritual eyes without the Holy Spirit. You know, there's the there's an author. His name is Richard J. Hauser. He's the author of the book Finding God in Troubled Times, the Holy Spirit and Suffering. And this is his definition of suffering. Any perceived disorder. Be the disorder major or minor. To the degree that it is perceived as a disorder. It qualifies as a suffering. And I just, I love that definition because basically he's saying that anything that takes us out of our comfort zone, depending on how it is perceived by the individual, that that qualifies as suffering. It can be big, it can be small, anything that disrupts the way that we desire for our lives to go can cause us to suffer. And, you know, I've been guilty, maybe we all have, but I've been guilty of just, you know, asking the question, why does a good God allow bad things to happen? 
but being able to see suffering through spiritual eyes truly requires spiritual discernment. And so now I'm going to just read a couple more scriptures. And as I read them, I just want us to remember 1 Corinthians 2.14, the person without the spirit does not accept the things that come from the spirit of God, but consider them foolishness and cannot understand them because they are discerned only through the spirit. So Matthew 4, 1 says, then Jesus was led by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. Matthew 16, 22, six, I'm sorry, Matthew 10, 16 through 22 says, and, and this is the NLT. It says, look, I am sending you out as sheep among wolves. So be as shrewd as snakes and harmless as doves, but beware for you will be handed over to the courts you will be flogged with whips in the synagogues. You will stand trial before governors and kings because you are my followers. But this will be your opportunity to tell the rulers and other believers about me. When you are arrested, don't worry about how to respond or what to say. God will give you the right words at the right time. For it is not you who will be speaking. It will be the spirit of your father speaking through you. Acts 7, 55 through 60. But Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, gazed steadily into heaven and saw the glory of God. And he saw Jesus standing in the place of honor at God's right hand. And he told them, look, I see heavens. I see the heavens open and the Son of Man standing in the place of honor at God's right hand. Then they put their hands over their ears and began shouting. They rushed at him and dragged him out the city and began to stone him. His accusers took off their coats and laid them at the feet of a young man named Saul. As they stoned him, Stephen prayed, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. He fell to his knees shouting, Lord, don't charge them with this sin. And with that, he died. Acts 20, and now, this is Paul, and now I am bound by the Spirit to go to Jerusalem. I don't know what awaits me, except that the Holy Spirit tells me in city after city that jail and suffering lie ahead. 1 Corinthians 4, 14, if you are insulted because you bear the name of Christ, you will be blessed. For the glorious spirit of God rests upon you. And so what is my point? You know, when we read the scriptures, we can see that it was the Holy Spirit that led Jesus into the wilderness. You know, in the wilderness, we suffer, we survive, we draw close to God. We see Jesus telling his followers about the suffering that lie ahead for them, you know, but he says, I'm, I'm going to use your suffering as the door for unbelievers to hear about me. And don't worry about how to respond or what you're going to say, because it won't be you speaking. It will be the spirit of God speaking through you. 
You know, the Holy Spirit is not only with us in our suffering, but many times he's the one that's leading us, right? Paul said that it's the spirit that that tells him that suffering lies ahead. It was the spirit that led Jesus in the wilderness to be tempted by Satan. Jesus told his disciples, look, I'm sending you into a pack of wolves. You know, it's the spirit at times who's holding our hands, guiding us, opening doors and introducing us to the suffering that lie ahead for us as Christians. You know, and I just want to dispel the notion that any form of discomfort has to come from Satan. You know, Hebrews 12 talks about when God is is in there, when he's in our lives, ruffling our feathers, to remember that that's him loving us. But these things can only be spiritually discerned. You know, and we know that in America, we may not face physical persecution, But the call to deny ourselves and take up our cross daily is a very real form of suffering. Every single time we pick up our cross and we carry it, we are dying to ourselves. You know, Stephen was carrying his cross when he prayed and asked God to forgive the men that were stoning him. Like, why? Without spirit, who prays for their enemies? Just to say a prayer for someone who has hurt my feelings. Like, we're not even talking about my enemy. But if my my feelings were hurt and I offer up a prayer for you, that's a cross for me. But then the spirit reminds me, Daisha, if your brother or sister sins against you, rebuke them. And if they repent, forgive them. A new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you. Do not repay evil for evil. Bear with each other and forgive one another. Like, you know what I mean? Like, blessed are the peacemakers. Like, I'm not living out these scriptures. I don't have the power to live out these scriptures without the Holy Spirit. I wouldn't even want to live out these scriptures without the Spirit because these scriptures would be foolish to me. I was never taught to resolve conflict this way. So without the Spirit, I'm just rolling with what I know. Because being able to see the value and doing things God's way is spiritually discerned. When Jesus was sending out his followers and he forewarns them, you will be arrested. You will be flogged. You will be betrayed. And then they actually go out on the mission. They had to be full of the spirit. There's no way that we welcome suffering without the Holy Spirit.
And we suffer because of our own sin. We suffer because we've experienced tragedy and loss. There's relational suffering. There's mental illness. There's physical suffering, right? The list goes on. And all those things are disruptive. They cause disorder in our lives. Jesus requiring us to carry our cross, that's disruptive. But according to R.J. Hauser, right, to the degree that it is perceived as a disorder, it qualifies as a suffering. And I think here's the double whammy for, for the true disciple. For, for the real follower of Christ, that we suffer more than any other people on the earth because we struggle against sin, right? So you have the whole world on the wide road indulging in all kinds of sins. You have us Christians over here struggling against sin. So not only are we faced with the same sufferings as everybody else, but our struggles can feel like they are double, you know, triple, quadrupled at times because we try to deal with our suffering righteously. You know, the struggle not to sin is always present in our suffering. You know, it's the Holy Spirit that convicts. So as disciples, for the most part, right, we're, we're, we are well aware of what our sin did to Jesus on the cross. And we strive not to sin, but to please God, even in our suffering. But that's why we need the Holy Spirit. You know, I, I, I have a friend, good example. I have a friend that's going through a divorce the death of her marriage is a painful one. And I know those of you that are listening that have gone through a divorce understand how very painful it can be. But every day I see my friend fighting to submit her emotions under the Lordship of Christ. As a non-Christian, there are so many ways she could retaliate and, and get even, right? As a non-Christian, she could harbor bitter hatred in her heart and feel justified. As a non-Christian, she could pick up the phone, call her husband, cuss him out, and not think twice about it. But she's not a non-Christian. You know, Jesus is Lord of her life and the struggle for her to draw near to God and not give into the flesh is a real one. So even though the temptation is there to respond like the rest of the world, she can actually suffer righteously by taking advantage of the Holy Spirit. Because of the Holy Spirit, she does not grieve the way the rest of the world does. She's not responding to the pain of a broken heart by shutting down, building walls, 
blame shifting, medicating the pain. And, and I'm not saying that she doesn't struggle with doing all these things, but when she falls, she gets back up, right? Takes her broken heart and her lamentations and lay them at the foot of the cross, trusting that God is close. And she doesn't feel like God is close every day. So she has to trust that, that he's near, that he'll get her through this and that he will heal her broken heart. You know, and it's in this vein that we can all experience having the advantage of the Holy Spirit working in us and through us in our suffering. You know, but in order for us to understand the role of the Holy Spirit in our lives, we gotta dig into God's word. You know, without the word, I wouldn't understand that there's a place for suffering in my life. Without the word, I wouldn't, I wouldn't think to compute that what I'm going through right now could have been initiated by the Holy Spirit, by the Spirit of God. You know, but because we have the scriptures, we have examples and we can see, you know, how God rolls. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? We can see how God moves. You know, how one of the how one of the ways, key ways that God draws us near, one of the ways that God um, allows us to experience intimacy with him is through suffering. That's foolish. That's fool to anybody in the world. That's foolishness. To anybody in the world, that don't make sense at all. Right? And so it's it's the Bible, it's the word that helps us to understand. You know, when we're digging in the word, that's the spirit guiding us. When he reveals things, that's that's the spirit helping us, giving us insight into the processes of God. Without the word, without those examples, I'm rejecting all forms of suffering. Without the word, I wouldn't know that God actually, that he really wants me to bring all my pain to him. I wouldn't know that that delights him. You know, without the word, I couldn't see the heart of a father that says to me as a widow that he defends my cause. That means the world to me. And so without the Holy Spirit, I can absolutely see myself asking the same question as the rest of the world. How can a good God let bad things happen? Right. And again, going back to 1 Corinthians 2.14, the person without the spirit does not accept the things that come from the spirit of God, but considers them foolishness and cannot understand them because they are discerned only through the spirit. 
what would make the disciples knowing and the spirit is amazing. Like when you think about Paul, when you think about the disciples, like they just didn't get to their destination. And then, you know, all of a sudden found out like, wow, now I'm in prison. Like the spirit warned them. He just didn't pop it on them. Right. He forewarned them. How loving is that? Because now they have a choice. And so when we pick up the Bible and we read, you know, about suffering, when we pick up the Bible and we read scriptures that, that talk about this is what suffering produces, that, that's God forewarning us. That's God letting us know ahead of time, hey, when the suffering comes, know that I'm working it out for your good. You know, when the suffering comes, know that I'm doing something with it. So no, we don't, we do not have to suffer the way the rest of the world does. Taking advantage of the Holy Spirit allows us to have the upper hand in our suffering. And so that's all for today, folks. Next week, we'll talk about why, you know, why does a good God, why does he let bad things happen? You know, as it relates to being thrown into seasons of grief and suffering. And so I will post the scriptures that I use today in the show notes. And I just hope they help you on the journey, you know, that we need the word, we need the Holy Spirit and we need the word. And so, amen, you are in my prayers and until the next time, folks, bye for now. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the podcast, please share it. Episodes are released on Wednesdays. To find out what I'm up to, please follow me on Instagram at Widow I Go From Here and check out my website at widowigofromhere.com. And until the next time, folks, Bye for now.